Mamma Mia! It's me, Nick. Is it bad to say Mamma Mia? What's bad? What's good? What's good, my friends? I am the titular host of this show, which is Nick Flanagan Weekly. Sleepy ramblings from your favorite comedians, comedian, 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 and writer. And so many other things, chief among the most prominent, most important, the number one priority is human. I'm human, you're human, and that's why we're worried, because what's going to happen to humanity? I guess people have been wondering that since the dawn of man. I'm sure that the first ape man wandered in the icy slopes and said, God, what's, what's going to happen, man? What's going to happen to all of us? We got a tough time. There's no way we're going to make it. Can you imagine? A bunch of Cro-Magnons wandering about. They didn't think it was going to work. And and look at what they did. Look at the wonderful civilization and society they created. Thatched huts. Bone knives. And that's just two examples of the many great innovations of Cro-Magnon society. I wonder how long I would have lasted. Daryl Hannah was in Clan of the Cave Bear. She made it. I feel like Daryl Hannah and I are like simpatico in terms of what we're capable of. Prove me wrong, Daryl Hannah. Email If you're Daryl Hannah and you think you're more capable than I am, email weeklypodcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. Now, of course... Other people can email me, too, with their opinions on what Daryl Hannah is or is not capable of. Shout out to Daryl Hannah, Splash, Kill Bill, others, things, other projects. <laughs> so, yeah, I just decided to sit down, sit myself down, took the dogs for a walk, got them all riled up. They're downstairs. I bought them a rope toy today. Unfortunately, one of the dogs is much bigger than the other, so their uh, games of tug-of-war won't end well. And, you know, the whole thing I'm being told about dogs is you have to prove you're the boss dog. You know, you're the big dog. The rest of them got to get off the porch. So they say, oh, eat your meal before the dog, before feeding the dog. So I've been doing that, but it's not easy. It's not easy when you have no company, no other company, you know, like you want to just put their dishes on a bowl, sit them down <laughs> on, on the ta dining room table, put them on the chairs and just have a civilized meal together. But of course, if you would do that, they'd probably eat my food. That wouldn't be good. Did I tell you that the house I'm in, it's got all this, it, they were so kind. They stocked all of the, 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 the fridge well, and um, there's all this meat here, and I haven't been eating that much meat. So I'm just pulverizing the food, trying to get it out of the fridge, and that means bacon. And I think... Are we still in that period of time where everyone's like, bacon, because bacon, all the bacon, epic bacon, catastrophic bacon, bacon crisis, om nom 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 nom, the bacon, choking on bacon. My dad choked on bacon once. You know, I was watching Beverly Hills 90210 the other day, it was just a classic second season episode, uh, 
I don't want to spoil things, but there was a character in the first season who was essentially designed so that he could die in the second season. And die he did. And uh, Brandon Walsh played, not to be confused with the comedian Brendan Walsh, shout out to Brendan, um, probably has heard more episodes of this podcast than anyone else. But Brandon Walsh, in other episodes, had uh, he totaled his car, which was named Mondale, and he almost fell off a cliff and was saved by Dylan. And when this character dies, he's like, man, I don't get it. You know, I could have easily died three times when I totaled Mondale, when I fell off the cliff, and when I did something when I was a kid. But I'm still here. Somebody up there must like me. And then Dylan, played by Luke Perry, goes, Well, does that mean that somebody out there didn't like... Insert name of character here. And then Brandon goes, I don't know. I don't know, man. What a harsh take. Brandon's like, maybe God didn't like this character who died. Nine What is it teaching us? I will let you know. And I keep saying nine two and zero, but I know that there's another show called that. And I'm talking about BH ninety one two zero ninety two ten. Greatest show probably ever made. Uh, but yes, my dad choked on bacon. Somebody up there liked him. He made it, and uh, that would have been such a drag. Father choked on bacon. But it didn't happen. He lived quite a few more years after that. So shout out to my dad. Still processing. Five years later. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, this perfectly goes into uh, my next subject, which is I, I, I need to talk about him. I need to talk about MF Doom. MF Doom died. They announced it January, uh, December 31st. He died in October. Maybe I've mentioned it in an episode, but I'm going to get a bit more into it today because um, he was like my favorite. I might have even talked about him on, on past episodes. Yes, if you heard that right, I have imported a CD to my iTunes. Just wanted to let you know I'm still doing that. Ripping. Ripping CDs. Anyway, MF Doom was one of those people who, like, when he first came out, I was slightly, new. you know, what's so cool about this? This is like that weird underground rap that, like, is dorkier than I can admit I am. Or this is as dorky as I am, why would I listen to it? That was, like, my take on a lot of that, like, sort of early 2000s, like, lyricist lounge, raucous, rock, lyricist lounge, raucous type of stuff, Black Alicious, this type of thing, Jurassic 5. I was just weirdly trying to be like, this isn't tough, like, 90s rap that I listened to. Now, I quickly learned, of course, that MF Doom was, uh, had made this record I loved. He'd been part of KMD, and they made Black Bastards and other stuff, and they have this amazing song, Peach Fuzz, you gotta check out, and a lot of other stuff, including that album, Black Bastards. Um, and then when I heard MF Doom, I was like, whoa, what is going on? And then he just kept putting out amazing albums, and it took it really took me about 10 years to wrap myself around how special 
uh, MC he was. I mean, he was so creative, so unique. And that's not like, and he wasn't a gimmick in any sense. You know, he didn't actually need to do the um, alter egos that he did. He didn't need to, he just was solid. And the reason he went with those alter egos was to create um, a mystique that uh, he, he was able to elaborate on in the music he made, whether it was Victor Vaughn or um, MF Doom, of course, and uh, I forget, there's a bunch of other ones. Zev Love X, if we're going back to his old thing. He made it through several decades of rap, um, remaining relevant, remaining important. You can hear his influence. Uh, my friend was saying, you know, he actually sounds like different members of, of Wu-Tang or, or Mob Deep. Um, so maybe they were all influencing each other. But if you hear Earl Sweatshirt now, one of my favorite rappers, like he's got an MF Doom influence. And it's really the older he's gotten, the more I've noticed it. But uh, And he's not ripping it off. You can just hear it in the... Uh, in, in the stew that is someone's style. Like, it's it's prominent. And Nas, even, uh, I think, has some songs that, if it makes any sense, MF Doom would have done better than Nas. Nas had that album, Hip Hop is Dead, total concept album. Not that MF Doom invented that type of thing, but he's really good at that type of thing. And he had a song called Who Killed It, which was widely viewed as his most, one of his most ridiculous songs, where the whole time... Nas is rapping like an old-time detective, see? He does say C in it, see? And he's trying to solve the mystery of who killed who killed hip-hop. Oh, the dame walked out the front door. And he's rapping in this detective voice, this gumshoe voice, for like the whole song. And he's making these analogies and sort of mis mysterious and convoluted and open to interpretation, except that the song is so awkward that a lot of people aren't willing to uh, bother with it, much, listening to it, much less interpreting it. But the way he's rapping sound like MF Doom rapped in, in that gumshoe voice, but he made it cool. He, he, he did all kinds of stuff like that. And I feel like if he'd written that song, if he rapped that song, maybe Nas should have been like, hey, I wrote this song. Want to try rapping it, MF Doom? Everyone would have loved it. And of course, he worked with Mad Lib on Mad Villainy. Um, he did that Adult Swim album, uh, D Danger Doom. Um, yeah, and it's something where I don't know if I regret not loving him as much as I wound up loving him earlier, but I listened to a hell of a lot of Doom. I just was like stuck on certain songs. If you're on YouTube, <laughs> like if you're on the website YouTube, www.youtube.com, probably don't need to write www at the beginning of it but just as a old nod to the old school you could and uh you should check out mf doom greatest hits it's like 58 minutes it's a great jump off point and after that doomsday i mean mad villain is the one people go crazy for vaudeville villain uh mm, food i mean really he was he was something else and uh at 49 it's very young uh, you know, to uh, uh, hit, head off to greener pastures 
and it's a shame. And and if you want to go a bit later with MF Doom, Cool Keith, another one I oh, now he's someone I loved as soon as I heard him. I spent a good like ten years being obsessed with Cool Keith and everything he did. Um, but I he puts out so much that I I lost track at some point. He did an album of duets, you know, with like. 90s rappers mostly um he released it about four years ago and uh it 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 had a song with mf doom and uh what's it called i don't remember superhero something anyway listen to that one just look up cool keith mf doom i think they did a couple of songs together and uh, but especially that one um is really cool and it's a later mf doom verse and he's slower but he's still got like lyrics that just make you feel awesome and he's like slick rick he was born in the uk but he moved to brooklyn really early so it just kind of gives him this wider path i feel of references to do and uh, i don't know if that's like a thought of my own creation but you know, he just has a lot of environments in his DNA to draw from. And, you know, Slick Rick, he didn't have a British accent like Slick Rick, but but Slick Rick definitely has that too. Like, can you imagine hearing that guy in like the 1980s, Slick Rick, come out and with this kind of sly British voice talking, um like just obviously part of hip hop culture just from the first time you hear him rap i mean that must have been so awesome um also mf doom was like deported from the us and and forced or he wasn't allowed back into the us after i think being in the uk for a bit they were like oh you're not um maybe he was never legal i don't know uh they wouldn't let him back in at least for a long period of time he was stuck in the uk so what the hell, right? And that was under the Obama administration, man. So it ain't all good. It ain't all good. Sorry, I'm just trying to see if... There we go. You know when that green light goes off on your computer charger and you get worried? That just happened. But the green light came back on. I got the green light. And yeah, uh, over the last... Just moving on uh, from MF Doom, make sure you listen to him. I was having such a blah man day today. I mean, it was just rough. And, and uh, you know, spent some time on a bed with all the lights off in the windows, shades drawn, middle of the day. Wasn't sleeping, wasn't doing anything. And I was in there for like an hour plus, And I was just like, God, what is going on? And um, this was before I used the last of the bacon, um, nom nom, to make a breakfast sandwich on a croissant. Spoil yourself. That's a brutal night song. I abide by. Maybe I broke the why the beard rule, but spoil yourself is an ethos I still stand by. And uh, I was texting with my friend Allison who has been on this podcast. And I was like, what are you listening to lately? And she was like, it's just been MF Doom all week. And I was like, oh yeah, I was doing that before. I was doing that before he even died. 
and it made me feel great. So after that, I started just putting on lots of MF Doom, and um, it's really helped me feel better today. And, uh, you know, dogs also help, too. Internet also helps, kind of. In its own way, it helps a little bit. But I won't get into how. That's for you to guess. But yeah, with that in mind, I would also recommend uh, check out what's going on with like British hip hop. Like there's that guy Wiley. That stuff is sounding great. There's uh, some African hip hop. There's this dude K Star. Oh my God, check out K Star. That is crazy stuff with a K. The K is short for K Star. So you have some homework today. Listen to K-Star, listen to Wiley, and listen to MF Doom. MF Doom, thank you for your contribution to music. We speak your name. Ladies and gentlemen, and other. This has been Nick Flanagan Weekly. Thanks for listening.